1: And welcome to the Wild Wormhole, where, much like the card, you never quite know what you're gonna get. I woke up this morning. I'm, I'm your host, D-House, of course. I, I played, uh, decided to play a game of Keyforge. Uh, and what do you know? I played the Wild Wormhole, which gave me the immediate win. And the top card of my deck said play until the end of the next episode. You are the sole host of, that's right, the Call of Discovery Guys, we made it. I'm here. I'm running the show, and uh, I guess i th- i I think there's someone else here. I'm actually
0: unaware. I thought I was just going to monologue, but Zach, are you here? Yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm here. There's a little. There's a little. Just the the guest tag next to my name this time, which is weird. Yeah, I I don't mm-hmm. remember letting you in here, but um, I guess if you're
1: here, I I guess you can stay.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got I've got the keys. You know, whatever that means for recording. Uh... Uh I mean obviously in the same in in the same recording studio in Hub City and the Crucible, but uh yeah. Mm. But yeah, they uh the security guard was like, Well, no, you're not host right now, D house is host. And I said, What? It's... So it was it was unfortunate. I
1: was I would say I'm as surprised as you are, but I was not surprised that the people wanted me. So um
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what the metrics say. That's that's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. I mean I was coming in here to record a diss track, but I guess I'll just have to save that for later. <laughs>
1: I watched some old school uh, Eminem uh, M T V interview today and that like fits it was like it was like Eminem and uh uh Mark Wahlberg in their youth and I just mm. pictured you and me sitting in this room like them, like just <laughs> just angry and just angsty. You mm.
0: know? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I gotta I gotta dig back deep, go back go back a couple of decades for that angsty angsty Zach. <laughs> is it different than sweaty zach is angsty zach different than sweaty zach? zach well i mean if we're going back that far and we're gonna we're gonna imitate marky mark there i'm probably zach zachy zach which is like <laughs> the least intimidating hip-hop moniker <laughs> to ever grace your ears <laughs> <sighs> oh. angsty zach wow do i have to what? listen to your voice the whole time it's just yes like oh man like it, it it's physically painful I know, and we're gonna
1: we're actually going to talk about anything I want to talk, which I think we're just going to talk about the card, the Wild Wormhole, the whole time, the SS Wormhole, Wormhole Technicians. Uh,
0: the SS yeah. Wormhole? You mean the SS Australis, the rare Logos artifact from Dark Tidings?
1: Uh, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure FFG gave that spoiler to us, and so we renamed it in its reveal to the world as the SS Wormhole. Oh, suite. that's
0: right. You know, you're right. You're right, D-House. Yep. Yeah. For, forgive me. I, yep. I, I spoke at a turn.
1: We have, we have privileges you know that you know, when you reach our status as a content creation uh you, you get certain rights and that was one of them actually yeah. i pledged the top tier of uh of the game found and they
0: gave me the rights to name every card oh wow that's uh that's fantastic that's really great that's <laughs> i'm so happy for you so happy for you that's awesome
1: wow. you know it's really great when you come on someone else's show and you realize you can just say whatever you want and you don't have to deal with the effects it's, that's just <laughs> You have to do all the editing and deciding what stays. This is fantastic.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, do- doesn't he have to like edit the dang thing? And they're like, no, that's you, man. I was like, crap, <laughs> really? This is this is this is a sour deal. It's like wild wormholing into well, it's like playing wild wormhole. It just man, it, it stinks. So by playing wild wormhole, you mean instant winning? That's house rules. <sighs> well, I guess that's uh, I guess that's called discovery house rules until uh, for the next yes. however long we going to be on here, yes. half an hour. Yeah. 40 minutes. <laughs> Every,
1: everyone's going to start adopting these rules eventually, and it's going to be great. Mm.
0: Mm. So, uh, did you just come on here to, uh, be- beleaguer me with, Oh, your... you
1: want to talk oh, about yeah. actual important things that people might want to talk about?
0: Well, um, I mean, that's the call of discover way. I'll just, I'll just follow your lead on whatever you do on wild wormhole. Oh yeah. We just wing it. Um, so <laughs> in the spirit of
1: winging it, uh, here's a, here's a thought, uh, for the Keyforge uh, world. Um, you know, jumping back into Key Forge after a little hiatus, uh discovered a lot of people talking about House Unfathomable. Mm. And as unfathomable as that uh, thought even appears in my brain, I, I thought, you know what? There's a lot of debate around this house. Is it good? Is it terrible? Is it awkward? Uh, did it appropriately replace this? Uh, does it live up to its name or the sea creature's Uh, more like, um, you know, alien versus predator or more like, uh, I don't know, the little mermaid. I don't know. Mm. So I figured, um, why don't, why don't we take
0: over call of discovery and, uh, talk about this, uh, this, this house and, uh, see what comes of it. Speaking of, uh, taking over other podcasts, you know, the, the first place, the, the name of this house was spoiled.
1: Mm, Must've been help from future self.
0: Uh no, actually it was Brad Andres on Archon's Corner way back in the day. Big Z was on as an interviewer. I don't remember who else. And uh they said, Well, I guess you can't spoil any other things for us, Brad. He said, Yeah, that would just be unfathomable. Ah. And everybody just kept talking. It yep. was uh it
1: was glorious. Cheeky. I, I I genuinely forgot that and I thought you were setting yourself up for like a self five. You know, like <laughs> like you guys revealed I, it. And I yeah. just wanted well, to like pretend i didn't know
0: i'm great at setting myself up for the for the cell five but um we cannot we cannot claim the claim the trophy for the first one for unfathomable to be spoken of as a house uh, on the mics that would be that would be uh, our pals over to archon's corner (laughs) so that's that's amazing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um
1: all right so let's do it let's take the deep dive into the unfathomable house where should we begin zach
0: Mm. Well, uh, I think we could start by looking at uh, what mechanics they bring to the table, right? Like all the other houses, they have identity as far as mechanics are concerned, what you kind of uh, expect some of the cards to do. You might not always get it in a a particular deck's lineup, but what you generally expect the cards to do, right? So um, the big one that Unfathomable came in with as in the name of being a new flavor of Control House after dis rotated out uh the big one they came in with was uh exhausting creatures and sometimes artifacts so just exhaust 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 uh which is a pretty uh pretty nasty way to to shut off a board a pretty nasty way to shut off a board that's for sure sounds exhausting much like uh (laughs)
1: listening to your podcast um, That's
0: literally what I was going to say, you know, except about your podcast. <laughs> ah, low hanging fruit. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, lots of. Uh, no, your lots podcast of... name is Wild Wormhole, not Low Hanging Fruit. <laughs> that would be an appropriate name change. You, just call it Vineapple Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I enjoy them both about the same.
1: <laughs> okay, since you mentioned it, I'm on a tangent here. But this is the this is the Wild Wormhole. Okay, so we can go on tangent. <laughs> Since you mentioned Vineapple Tree, I have to tell this quick story. So, um, for for a long time I hosted Monday Night Keyforge at my house, like for all my friends. And so we'd have six to eight guys come and play around my kitchen table. And I've got a buddy, his name's Nick, and uh right when Worlds Collide came out, um, he bought a deck and he, he just played casually, like he never played competitively. Um, and he he had a he had a deck with the Vineapple Tree. And uh Vineapple Tree, I wanna I wanna read it uh, verbatim so that people can appreciate this. Of course. Uh, uh this this story. So Vineapple Tree is an untamed artifact. It says keys cost plus one for each growth counter on Vineapple Tree. After a key just forged, remove each growth counter from Vineapple Tree. Action put a growth counter on Vineapple Tree. So my friend Nick shows up, he's playing this deck, he plays the Vineapple Tree and he just stops playing and he's staring at this and he just keeps rereading it like over and over and over. And he's like he looks at me, he said, he said, D house, what what's a growth counter? And I was like, (laughs) it's just, it's just a counter. Like you just put a counter on it and it's, it's the growth counter. And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what is a growth counter? And I'm like, I don't, I mean, it's, you just, you take a thing and you put it on there and it turns into a growth counter. He's like, yeah, but, I don't get it. Like what, what is a growth counter? And I'm at that point, I'm looking at him like, are we playing who's on first? Like what, right. I don't, what, are, what's happening? Like, and he's like, he's like, I don't get it. So then my friend jumps and he, and he starts explaining. He's like, he's like, I get it guys. I hear what you're saying, but what is it? Like, what is a growth counter? And so we just, at that point, we all just start like laughing. We're like, Nick, why don't you understand? It's a growth counter. It's just the thing that counts the growth, and then you remove it. It's just the counter. It's just the thing, you know. And like this goes on for five minutes. He never gets it. We're all like cry laughing at this point. And so now, to like to this day, anybody who plays keyforge in these parts, like, well, every <laughs> once in a while in the game, they'll just stop if anything re- references a counter, and they'll be like, but what is? a growth counter. What is a doom counter? Oh. What is like, they'll just like have this really existential crisis saying it. So anytime oh I hear apple tree, I have this like internal angst that comes out of me and I'm just
0: like, Oh, but oh, what is of it? But if you, if you haven't, if you didn't grow up on around card games, like Pokemon or MTG, I could see that being so confusing because functionally it's the same thing. If you just say, put a counter yes. on it, you know, <laughs> Do XYZ with XYZ counters. Uh, And it's just a little bit of extra theme and specificity if you interact with counters. But so I get it, but also that's hilarious. Yes.
1: Like I'm looking at uh, Unfathomable Card, Effigy of Melaric. It says, after an enemy creature reaps, put an awakening counter on Effigy of Melanic. And when there are six (laughs) or more, you move it to a flank and it's like, ooh, an awakening counter. Like, sounds really cool. And it like exists for all those Etsy creators to like make cool counters for us and we'll give them all of our money. But uh, it's just a thing, guys. It's just a it's just a number.
0: <laughs> yeah, I recently added about six, uh, just tiny uh, the tiny gray cubes from one of the pandemic legacy games as my uh, uh, anything counters. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> in case I need those, so I don't have to use something else. <laughs> but oh,
1: but we digress. Welcome to the yeah. wormhole. Um, so yeah, so okay, so we got some main mechanics of Unfathomable. We got exhausting. We got mm-hmm. bouncing to hand or the deck.
0: Um, a little bit of play limiting maybe a little disruption of turns yeah a little um, bit a little bit of what we saw in disc right like i think it's Fuguru is the uh the the one that makes your opponent fill their hand to one last card kind of like um streak and in succubus before yep um and you've got uh you've got illusions of grandeur uh
1: which also Jay Bray played that on me last night and i missed it mm. on dco and it Punished oh, no. me. It says oh. uh choose a card on your opponent's identity card if your opponent does not choose that house as their active house on the next turn, gain three amber. Um so I just went ahead and handed him three
0: amber for no apparent reason. It was great. That's so kind of you. Yep. I'm I'm a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh Kalp is the other like direct uh could have been printed in dis in in dis sort of card. Yeah, that's uh your opponent cannot play more than one card of each card type each turn. So that's action artifact creature upgrade. So I know even, uh, Ember imp was not always like, uh, you have to kill it immediately. If it gets protected, then yeah, it'll kind of choke you out after a while. So Calp, Calp is kind of similar that way in that, um, you might have a turn or two, but then you, you might get into a, just a game state and a hand state where, uh, it's just really choking you out, really choking you out. Yep. It's, uh, probably one of my favorite Calp is one of my favorite cards in, uh, unfathomable for sure. Mm. Have you had any fun with the uh, the ridiculous evil twin? Calp, I have not. I have never. I've never seen it on the table, and I don't have any decks with it. Wow, wow! So that's uh for the listener that's seven power. Uh, you cannot play more than one card of each type per turn. So the restrictions on you, and then it's got fight, reap, discard any number of cards from your hand for each card discarded this way. Deal two damage to an enemy creature. So, um. I've heard there's like a deck or two that actually use it well, and then there's some decks with like Whirlpool that you can just try to shut people down with. But oh. it's it's a weird one. It's See, Whirlpool, weird one. Whirlpool speaks to my
1: heart. It feels very wormhole-ish, like mm-hmm. you just like chaos. Any, anything that brings chaos to the game, it's like I I 100% send that. Like, sorry, let, let me let me read Whirlpool. In fact, uh, Opie's in the art. It feels very. Uh, oh yeah, for sure. So artifact, uh, location at the end of each player's turn, that player gives control of the creature on their right flank to their opponent and moves it to that player's left flank. So you could
0: like capture a bunch of stuff, send it to your opponent, kill it off. Maybe it's just amazing. Yeah. Opie, Opie in like atmospheric swirls, man. He just does not, Opie does not have a good time with swirling, swirling things. (laughs) No, no. Be it, be it clouds or wormhole energy or, or oceans, it is it is a rough time for OP.
1: Yeah. D- speaking of OP, you know, they have the the little gr the gruin plushy thing. Um that uh Ghost Gal- or FFG created and then Ghost yeah. Galaxy was selling it at Gen Con. That's right. And it I I heard that it just like sold out. Like it was just immediately sold out and like people were winning it in like sealed events and stuff. And uh and a, a, an employee mentioned, I think to Sydney Seal over at Helpful Future Self mm-hmm. that like they did not expect that much demand for uh this little random Gruen plushie and all I'm thinking the whole time is make an opie plushie and the demand will be even higher because i mean <laughs> who doesn't oh, want that swirling an around a plushie
0: would be pretty cool yeah
1: i mean come on let's let's yeah. make it happen ghost galaxy come on now
0: yeah the the story's not terribly exciting i just had a um a friend with an extra an extra uh fuzzy Gruen, but as of about a week ago I am the proud, proud papa of one adorable fuzzy Gruen that's now sitting on my shelf. I have a friend who used to work for FFG. She had an extra one, and she was very kind and (laughs) decided to give it a home with me. Amazing. I mean, that's cool, too, but you might be able to flip that for a nice profit based on the uh, demand right now. (laughs) Yeah, if I want to flip things for profit, I'll start like doing things that aren't card games like (laughs) (laughs) fair enough you know (laughs) like like if you're buying old coda boxes to make money um they i there are there are so many other things you could do with your money to make more of it (laughs)
1: yeah like play flesh and blood
0: Yeah, (laughs) like literally actually like 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 get into mtg finance and not mtg like (laughs) there you (laughs) go yep yeah yeah
1: all right, so let's let's uh, let's talk about the
0: unfathomable power
1: comments. As a response, responsible host, I'm going to keep this moving along. Oh, for sure. Um, but I am going to pause for a, a quick timeout. Um, my my phone just notified me that it is the wild wormholes uh, Twitter anniversary four years.
0: You've got to be kidding me. That happened while we're recording right
1: now, as we're recording. So you are obligated to wish me a happy Twitter anniversary. This is the worst.
0: <laughs> mine. This is the darkest possible You can't make mind. this up. You cannot make this up. In fact, I, I'm gonna... I feel like you played lateral shift on my heart. Like, okay. Uh, well, happy. <sighs> hold on. Okay, hold on.
1: I got it. Yeah, I like it. Take as much time as you need. I got
0: to do my little pump up ritual. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> Me, mamu mu mamu my, 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 my. <laughs> Happy Twitterversary, D House! Boom. Boom! All right, I'm gonna snip that audio clip
1: and put yeah. it in the in the beginning of every Wild Wormhole episode we ever release. Mm. Mm.
0: Awesome! Fact,
1: I just uh, I just tweeted it, so there we go. Oh,
0: that beautiful, beautiful.
1: Okay, power comments. Yeah. Um, brain drain. This is probably I. Let's just start. Let's start with the uh, the winners here. Brain drain is a. Uh, an action gives you an amber pit for playing it. Play. Look at your opponent's hand. Choose a card from it and put it on top of their deck. Dare I say it, the best card in an Unfathomable House? I'm saying it right now.
0: I, uh, I'd probably, I'd probably agree with you. Especially being at common, you could get multiples. Um, like a lot of these commons, like getting them in multiples just really means you're gonna have a strong game plan built around that common. And I love the disruption that Brain Drain gives especially it's kind of like a fake. uh, It's kind of like an indirect. um, You can remove their Amber control, right? If you see what they've got on board, then you can look at their hand with brain drain and say, oh, you know, I'm going to put that back on top of your deck. So you have a harder time stopping me. Or now I know you can't. But the great thing is, of course, you can remove just whatever you don't want them to have next turn. It's it's so good. It's It's so good.
1: It's amazing. And I've got one deck with three of them. And Mm. it feels so powerful. You just get to, okay, I want to... I, I want to just reap to six. Let's look at their hand. Can they stop me? They got nothing. Or here's this one answer. Okay, it's gone. I'm gonna forge for six and it's great. Like yeah. Perfect knowledge. It it's rare in key forge. So yeah. um I think no. there was that one card in uh coda where you could like psychic bug. Um oh that's right, psychic bug. No, I'm thinking of something else. It was like either it was was it sanctum or discard? I can't remember. It was look at their hand and or like i think it was a discard that killed all the sanctum cards in their hand
0: uh are you talking about uh imperial trader the yes rare
1: that's oh yeah as a shadows card and look at your
0: hand you may purchase sanctum card from their hand (laughs) it's like why did it have to be sanctum like (laughs) 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 now i've got i've got that card in one of my top decks because that that showed up in mass mutation and um in in like high level play, like it's not it's not crazy rare to have to be against Sanctum and Sanctum often has uh, a, a high powered Sanctum deck is going to have those big play cards you want to get rid of, like Glorious Few, Cleansing Wave, Doorstep, stuff like that. Right. Sure. Or Barrister Joya. So I've gotten a lot of use out of uh, out of a good Imperial trader there.
1: Yeah. Brain Drain.
0: Yeah. Very similar. Very similar. Yeah.
1: Um so literally so I, as I was preparing for this episode last night I I threw a couple games in with uh J Bray actually I played a bunch of different random like unfathomable I was basically going through my collection playing all my unfathomable decks just to like you know get myself refreshed on the house and um it's two keys to two keys um J Bray uh the 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 jerk um he 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 has two keys I have two keys he gets up to nine amber, and in my hand, I am sitting on a Ronnie wrist clocks. This is a like a sixty six SASS deck. I think we're going to cover it on the podcast. We it may already be released by this time, but um, it's uh it's got a I've got a Ronnie wrist clocks with not one, not two, but three hit and runs. So oh, no. hit and run, you do two damage to the creature, and return a enemy or a, a return a creature to your hand. So I've got a Ronnie and three of these in my hand. So he gets up to nine amber. I'm thinking I'm about to play Ronnie, steal two, hit and run, pull back. Play Ronnie, steal two, uh, hit and run, bring it back. Ronnie, steal one, get him down to five amber. I'm about to burst up to five amber, put myself into check at like eight or nine myself and like just celebrate and everything. And then he plays brain drain.
0: Oh, perfect brain drain. Looks at the Ronnie puts it on top of my
1: deck game over that's it oh my gosh i amazing. could not believe it i was like this card right here
0: let me tell you amazing uh, uh speaking of putting things on uh, top of the deck maelstrom another common not limited one right nope. so so maelstrom right action card it says play put each creature on top of its owner's deck in a random order gain two chains uh it this card this card, I think is the most bonkers board clear printed. This thing yeah. is ridiculous. uh I have lost a number of games to Maelstrom, where I just had too many uh creatures of like three different houses out, and then they all get put on top of my deck, and then like you know I'm just like my my works are all gummed up for like three or four turns, and then they just win the game before I can get anything going again. Yep. It's
1: so gr- good. I just, th- sometimes I feel like it's just so, so awkward if you have, if they're sitting on four creatures and you got four creatures and it's like, sure. gosh, do I, w- do I want to potentially slow myself down? Granted, you get to play stuff after it's done and you have the knowledge, but um, it, it is, it is very powerful and I have definitely lost games to just yeah. gumming up my hand with no play effects. It's just like, yeah. uh, there's not much I'm doing here, but,
0: like you alluded to tough to tough to uh get a deck or kind of a play style or a board state where it's it's you know also advantageous to you but there i, I did i was looking through my dark tidings decks through some of my 60 sass decks and i have I, I have a deck with like phase shift and think twice and uh, in logos and then i've got on maelstrom of course and i also have a library card so that I could maelstrom all the creatures uh, on top, just to like make sure I'm drawn back through them, which is just gets me back to even. It's not that impressive, uh, but I also have Ransack, which is the Shadows uncommon in Dark Tidings that says: steal one, discard the top card of your deck if it's a Shadows card, like repeat this card's effect again. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. And so if somehow I just get all Shadows creatures out on the board, and then uh, I could theoretically with think twice and phase shift play maelstrom with one of them and then with the other play ransack and if i've put like four or five shadows creatures on top of my deck i can guarantee like you know a four to five amber ransack which is uh pretty silly
1: that's that's the best use of this card i've heard i know right? i know i need to uh start digging through my decks and see if i have that but yeah, um, I gotta,
0: I'll need to practice with that deck just to see if those shenanigans are like at all viable, which, you know, 99% of the time they're they're not. But uh, some of the fun of Key Forge is seeing some wacky combos and going, you know, let's let's just see if we can land this.
1: Yeah. Which is my favorite Unfathomable card is not a common, but it's Dark Discovery. We can come back oh, to it later. Right. Um,
0: That's weird that your favorite card would have the word Discovery in it. I, uh,
1: oh, that makes gosh. me feel feelings. I walked right into that, didn't Yeah. I? yeah. Goodness. All right, let's That's scrap great. this I, episode. I have some thinking to do. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and hit unsubscribe from
0: this. <laughs> <Just kidding.
1: clears throat>
0: the, the last thing I'll say about Maelstrom is it, it made me think of a thing that uh, a Big Z over in Archon's Corner says on a fairly regular basis is that it's much easier to lose a game of Keyforge than it is to win a game of Keyforge. Like... And I think what he means by that is, you know, if you're playing, especially in a competitive setting, uh, the reason the victor is the victor, you know, maybe, maybe even half the time, maybe more, is because the loser made a mistake that led to their loss because the the winner just, you know, saw the mistake and was able to take advantage of it. And Maelstrom, I feel like, is such a source of those mistakes, like literally just having too complicated of a board too complicated of a battle line when you're fighting for that last key and they maelstrom you and they're in a better position like man that's game that's just over so yep yeah but i love it for that reason it's obviously not overpowered it's just uh powered yeah yep you know well looking at our next power common, that is of course the aptly
1: named bubbles hilarious name right five Five power Aquan creature put has, has a play effect. Put an enemy creature on top of its owner's deck. I I never mind uh, seeing multiple bubbles. Um, bubbles is great popping in, uh, no. especially because it's just you just remove it from play. So like popping. you can avoid some of those destroyed triggers and other things like that. Uh, on the 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 Sarian, the, the the Imperial Scutums that want to get that amber. It's like, oh, nope, I'm just going to pop that back on top of your deck. Thanks for all the amber. Appreciate mm-hmm. it.
0: Oh, yeah. It's such it's such a good removal tool, especially if you've got somewhat of an idea of what they've got in hand, then you can uh you could pick a creature also based on uh what the house of the creature is so that when they're drawing that creature, you know you're going to be gumming up their hand a little bit getting getting uh maybe that creature's one you know, the only card of that house in their hand that next turn. So Uh, just slows them down by a card or two, which can be can be real nice. Yep, very good. And yeah, it's got five power. That's pretty solid. That's respectable.
1: I I I would still be excited to see bubbles at three power. Um, but five power is uh, you can bounce them back, and then next turn you can fight with them and kill something else if you want to.
0: Mm -hmm. Feels pretty good. I feel like in the later sets they said, they said, you know, we can uh. They 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 realize that power is cheaper than they they thought it was right like you've got Narp yeah with a cost but um I feel like they've they've realized a little bit well maybe not totally because you've got things like Tiki crack uh, Kraken stuff like <sighs> that but bubbles <laughs> bubbles having five power is good because the effect is quite good and then you you still have a five power body that will stick to the board or or take out some threats
1: okay since you mentioned Tiki Kraken we got to talk about this for a second. <laughs> Sure. This is this is this is a rare. So we're in the comment section, but we're gonna talk about this rare. Okay, it's a twelve power creature. It's a beast, twelve power. Okay, but it has a has a play effect. It says exhaust two friendly unfathomable creatures. If you do not destroy Tawiki Kraken, and then it has a fight reap effect. Deal two to a creature with two damage splash, which is pretty pretty solid fight reap effect. Honestly, right. but my very first Dark Tidings deck I opened, it had two of these. What? Two. Oh, that's ridiculous. And the art is fantastic. It's Some got a nice, favorite. crazy yeah. name. And I think in all the games I've played with that deck, I think I've successfully played the Tawiki Kraken one time Um, in like a a terrible loss. Like it was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. We're just going to do this. Might as well like,
0: play this so I have a story. The, the Tawiki Kraken is one of those Key Forge cards where I look at it and then I go down the rabbit hole of but but how could I play this card in yes. an effective manner? And I'm thinking like, okay, how do you play creatures out of house so that you could have two unfathomable creatures out, and then you, you mm-hmm. play this and you can exhaust the unfathomable creatures you weren't using anyways, and maybe you've got uh maybe you've got a diplomat a gung in there. And then half an hour later, after I have like twelve DOK tabs open, I step back, I breathe for the first time in fifteen minutes, and I go, This is not gonna win me the game. <laughs> this is this is some good board control and a twelve power creature, but this ain't forging any keys for me. It reaps for one. Yeah. It reaps for one. Every it reaps, it reaps it reaps for the same amount. Well, it doesn't reap as much as a toad, or it reaps more than a toad, but it reaps for the same amount that everybody else reaps. Like it's uh yeah.
1: It hurts. It hurts. It, it does.
0: It, it's some. It has a
1: little bit of that chase effect that like Khalifi Dragon did when when Coda came out.
0: Oh yeah, really, definitely feels like Kalifi Dragon. When, Except I feel like Khalifi Dragon is mechanically stronger.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and it's like okay, you just have to get the seven amber way easier. I feel like uh, in general than the Tuiki crack. It just it it just it, it does feel like you're playing a game within a game, and you don't even care about the result of the game. You just want to mm-hmm. get this thing on the board, and then. I, yeah, I someone puts a draining touch and is
0: dead. Exactly. I do think with all the removal in the game that, you know, you would want a creature like Kleepy Dragon or Tikiwi Kraken to be too, too strong, of course, but I feel like on a rare, like make it feel as awesome as this card looks, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, even yeah. if you keep that effect, but then give it some bonkers fight reap effect, you know, not something that's going to forge keys or burst more than like three amber, but like like make it make it dominant because like you said like a single draining touch and that thing is dead. Yeah.
1: You it's know? such a and it's like one of those cards where like you know when a new player opens this they're like oh baby here we go. Right. Like I'm about to like destroy and then they just let it sit in their hand for like eight turns and then they, right. and they're <laughs> waiting like, to play it. They're like wait a second. <laughs> <sighs> I thought this was gonna be fun. Um speaking uh, of fun, another power common is the uh the hookmaster. Yeah. Which is actually a good card. Uh yeah, it's quite good. Quite good. Yep. Uh let's see, I'll read it. Four power, one armor, Aquan creature has a fight effect. If the tide is high, your opponent loses two amber. It's beautiful.
0: Man, yeah. a, a fight a fight lose two. That's a pretty fair that's a pretty balanced ability there. That's yeah. a four power, one armor, I think. Yeah, that's um that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Two yeah. two two amber loss on a fight is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I it yeah, it's something you fight this into an elusive guy, you don't have to worry about stuff. It's just like, hey, you're just gonna lose two, you know. That's uh it's it's not terrible, especially in a Dark Tidings versus non-dark tidings deck. It just oh, when yeah. they don't want to mess with the tide, it just feels even stronger.
0: It's one of those kind of clear examples where they, they imitated other cards. Um, but then made it uh, all or nothing with regards to the tide. So this is, you know, basically a, a Groke, you know, which is five power fight your opponent loses one, but uh, it's got armor instead. And if the tide's low, uh, if the tide's low or, or neutral, then nothing happens. But if it's high, you lose two. So it definitely rewards that uh, getting and getting and keeping the tide, which is uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun cross set for sure. Yeah,
1: he uh he also by the way pairs well with the voice of Raccozel, which is a oh, rare. Sure, yeah. But I've got a couple decks with it, and it's helped out a ton. Voice of Raccozel is a five power, one armor Aquan creature. It says while the tide is high, each friendly creature gets plus one power and plus one armor. So it turns the Hookmaster into a five two. That's which awful. is you know you're like okay, I feel great about this. And he also has while the tide is low, each enemy each enemy creature gets plus one and. Right. Power plus and plus one armor. <laughs> um so it and and this backfired against uh old Jimbo J Bray last because I used it against him and it it uh it was pretty pretty comical. Um hmm.
0: but yeah. uh I've got I've it, got a it, double voice of recusal deck that I'm not sure um <laughs> is worth the risk of the recusals. <laughs> yeah, it, it is definitely one of those I don't know if you want to play it against uh, another Dark Titans deck,
1: but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, but it helps with the hookmaster, so
0: Yeah, yeah. Hookmaster, always happy to see, because that's some good hard Amber control uh, on your board there. So, uh, always happy to see that. Punishes uh, your opponent playing elusive a little bit. So, always happy to see that, for sure. Yep. For sure.
1: Uh, Next up, we got Portal. Uh, The classic gives you an Amber action. Play, if the tide is high, archive Portal.
0: Otherwise, raise the tide. It's so good. Like, it just archives itself. Like, man... Like decks, with you can get multiple of these. They can get enhanced, and sometimes, uh, not always. Uh, it's only really worth it if you think you'll keep the tide. But sometimes it's worth it just to take the tide on the chains, just to archive multiple like portals from your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, that that would only be, I think, if it's costly for your opponent to take it back. But um, yeah, man, this card this card is so strong. Um, it's one of those cards where it just keep, the tide just keeps giving a dark tidings deck the advantage yep you know yeah when you when you've
1: got multiple portals, it just i mean dear goodness, it just feels powerful. I've
0: got a couple of decks with two portals. I'm like, I'd love
1: to see a deck with three portals,
0: yeah, it really is the hallmark of I've seen a number of dark tidings uh to use the old b d q term racing decks, right that yep. just go as fast as as uh as fast as possible, and I've piloted one of those during uh, the ancient bay Republic League. And I think it was three portals. One was enhanced, and it was just, just, just dumping amber out onto the table at at Im- improbable speeds. <laughs> of that, yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um,
1: and then last but not least of the power comments, we've got Storm Surge as uh, an action play. Your opponent cannot ready cards during the ready card step of their next turn. This is a sneaky one. This it can is. catch your
0: opponent off off guard. Yeah. It takes a while especially in in i r l play uh it takes a minute to get back around to when that effect is is happening because you play it during your turn your opponent takes their turn and then it's at the very end of their turn that their you know their their cards stay exhausted and so they only unexhaust a full turn later so it is it is it keeps those things exhausted for a while yeah for a while yeah and it it
1: combos well with some of other cards that. We'll get into in a minute, but
0: oh yeah, like like maelstrom. Yeah. I've got a double maelstrom, double storm surge deck. Um, yeah, well, I don't know if yeah. those
1: combo together, but there's still still a lot of creature control.
0: Well, uh, it's uh, if you maelstrom and then you play storm surge, literally whatever they're able to play. Just oh, I see what you mean. And then they're yeah. drawn into more creatures. So. It really just guarantees that they're like, you know, you, you're pulling the e-brake on their car and they still have to make it to the next exit. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking about the, un, the uncommon sleep with the fishes or you play destroy each exhausted creature.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Not that's great a board wipe. Yeah.
1: Great. Um, no chips. So, so speaking of uncommons, let's get into the uncommons. Yeah. Um, we'll just, we'll start with sleep with the fishes. So you get an amber pit for playing it, and it is just straight up destroy each exhausted creature. Um, which if you play this incorrectly, <laughs> you will punish yourself. Like uh, you play the bubbles, and you're excited that you just did that, and then you oh oops, I bubbles is exhausted. Now I have to destroy my own bubbles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so sequencing is is key. I just taught a new player uh, recently how to play Keyforge. Actually, I've taught a bunch of new coworkers uh how to play keyforge and they're getting really excited about it, which is awesome. But um he straight up in his like fifth game pulled off an Epic Quest. What? Like, yeah. I've played I don't even want to know how many games of Epic Quest and I've never once pulled off an Epic Quest, but he pulled off it in his fifth game. And uh but I did have to like slow him down because I was like he could just do the Epic Quest or like, oh if you play all this in the right order, you're gonna Epic Quest free key and end with like five or six amber um so it's like, oh, sequencing is very important in key forwards. And that's one of yeah, those weird sure. nuclear lessons. Um but uh yeah, I was gonna mention this with uh the article or the artifact frigorific rod. We didn't talk about this common, but oh gives you yeah, that's a amber good one. when you play it, action exhaust a creature or artifact. Um this is one of those like at first glance, you're like, uh, okay, big deal. Um, but when you start to see multiples of frigorific rod and then mm-hmm. in com- combination with like sleep with the fishes and things like that. Um, you start, or, uh, some other cards we're about to get into. Um, you start to see the value of, it's not just exhaust and like slow them down for a turn, but there's actually like value here too.
0: Oh, for sure. Especially if they've got, you know, a bit of a battle line out, you can aim for all of one house or you can just hit one from each house. Like there's, there's so many choices, even just exhausting a creature to try to slow your opponent down that, um, that can just change the way the game goes. Yeah. So yeah, the figurific rock is, is, is great. All
1: right. Uh, let's get into the next one. I'm
0: trying to find it on arc on arcana. And i <laughs> uh, trying... of the glow. Yeah. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Uh, three power aqua There's. creature, uh, reap exhausted creature. If the tide is mm. high, draw a card for each exhausted enemy creature. Oh man. That's the, that's the, the Sutterkin of unfathomable. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's and beautiful. Like we've just been talking about, there's so many ways to get all your uh, your your uh, opponent's creatures exhausted. Yeah,
1: I, I mean really uh I think I played a game last night where I tumbled of the Glowed um uh for like four cards. You know, I just re-draw mm-hmm. four. It just yeah. felt so very strong. Um the the evil twin version of it is terrible, but uh I guess not terrible. It's just not as good. It it has a reap if the tide is high, exhaust an enemy creature, and your opponent discards a uh,
0: random card from their hand. Mm, okay, so it's so not not bad, not bad. That's yeah. still more effects than you usually get, but true. But yeah. yeah, getting getting that drawing a card for each exhausted enemy creature that is some of the only like real burst speed you like you'll see in as far as card draw goes that you'll see in Unfathomable. Even Portal is just like you know recursing itself so this is uh a tom deck a tom deck that can regularly pull off a tom drawing a good handful of cards has an advantage in unfathomable that uh you know is not is not normal uh which is pretty cool which is yep. which is one of the reasons i like it so much because it's just such a standout from from everything else the house does mm-hmm yeah mm-hmm yeah Well, this next one is actually a favorite of mine. Uh, The
1: Abyssal Zealot, four-power creature, after you raise the tide, capture two. And then another effect, after your opponent raises the tide, move two from Abyssal Zealot to the common supply. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've sneakily gotten rid of two Amber because they forgot, the opponent forgot on TCO about this second effect, that the second you raise the tide,
0: oh, Amber's gone. Yep. Yep. And this pairs with all those wacky ways you can have your opponent raise the tide, right? Like uh like uh there's a couple cards in logos. Um there's a couple cards in logos, like the two power creature that has the play reap effect that swaps the tide and then uh tidal wave, I think. So there's yeah, there's a couple ways that you can even force it to to just keep that amber churning through. Oh, next up, uh the uh nature's call on steroids, we've got abandoned ship.
1: Gives you an amber for playing it. Has some pretty cool art. Um, says play return a creature to its owner's hand. If the tide is high, return four creatures to their owner's hand
0: instead. So nature's call has nothing on abandoned ship. Yeah. Now I, w- I will say, so when you play this, when the, the tide is high and you return four creatures to their its owner's hands instead, I think they were very intentionable, intentionable. Uh, <laughs> they were very intentional in not making that a may, like you have to do four. So like sometimes if you play that, like you have to be careful playing this because if your opponent has only has two creatures out, then you have to return like two of yours, you know, unless you've, um, uh, only, unless you're using like the, the tide or tide neutral effect. So I've definitely, when I saw this card, I was like, Oh, well nature's call is strong. So this must be strong, but I think they increased the power quote unquote, but, um, by taking away that May really made it a more interesting choice uh with the tide high there. Yeah. Also in the art, they are not doing a good job of abandoning ship. They are they are they are goners. Yeah, they're they're uh <laughs> they're dead. Yeah, they're, they're- um
1: <laughs> I, I it does make me wish there was like an unfathomable version of Dust Pixie in here. Right. Um uh, or or Choda or something, just a little bit of that coda synergy, but maybe a little Aquin instead. Mm-hmm. Um there there just doesn't there's nothing with like, ooh, if I play this, I get uh to do whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to I'm even trying to think like I mean bubbles is fine, you got the play effect, you've got oh omnipus if you really wanna like dig for some tentaclids, uh I don't know, General Sherman. I, it just doesn't it doesn't feel as strong as Nature's Call because it doesn't have the dust pixies and the and the chodas Right.
0: Yeah, I think the wording adjustment, how that evolved, and then the house this was put in was uh, just really smart as far as making this a very... This card, you have a lot of interesting decisions with this card, and if you can manage to play it out of Star Alliance or some other house, right, you still might have a really powerful turn with it. Uh, it's just not as uh, straight fire as <laughs> Nature's Call was. Shall we move into the rares? Mm, yes,
1: cool no, rares. That was my best at uh uh, Pocock
0: uh, impressions. Shall uh, we move into the rares? <laughs> don't don't even try. <laughs> don't even try to to get on Ed's level with segways. I am nowhere near there. But Ed, and sometimes they're cheesy. But Ed segways, man. Sometimes you don't even realize they happen, and you're then you're like three topics in. It's bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a guy. It must be an English thing. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Okay. So we talked about Whirlpool. Did you want to say anything about Whirlpool?
0: Uh it's wacky. That's that's all really. Um it's wacky. Capture amber onto it and put that in drop that creature or capture amber onto a creature on your right flank and then send it over and then maybe it'll die. Yeah. Uh yeah, but it's it, there's so much uh, you could do you could do an entire you could do you could you could do a very long podcast just talking about whirlpool decks and how they work and how to try to play against them. It's uh it's a whole thing. Like, yeah,
1: I, uh, I, I I own zero decks. I have, I own 28 Dark Tidings decks, and none of them have Whirlpool, and it makes me sad. Really? Yeah. Dang. So I need to get one. Yeah, you do. Sounds like good chaotic fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, very, wor- strong wormhole energy. Strong yes. wormhole energy. <laughs> uh, but the next rare on the list, uh, The Chosen One. This is a very cool card. A very cool card. Nine power creature, Aquan. Instead of readying cards during their, instead of readying cards they control during their ready cards step, your opponent deals one damage to the chosen one for each exhausted creature they control. Woof. So that that's just it's just a it's basically a timer, and every every at the end of every your opponent's turn, it's like well all the creatures are gonna stay stay asleep, and the chosen one might take some damage. So yeah, it's fine. It's punishing. That's very punishing.
1: Yeah, in the right situation, that is, uh, yeah, that is next, next. a lot of fun.
0: hmm Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I'm sure uh, I'm, I'm dreaming of the, you know, when we, we get Ghost Galaxy running vault tours or whatever kind of competition stuff they run, I'd love to see what a, a chosen one deck looks like that's shown up to a, an Archon solo, an Archon solo tournament. Yeah. See a chosen it- one deck. That would be really cool to see what people have dug up.
1: You know, I was mowing my lawn today and I was listening to uh, some KeyForge podcasts and I, I did start to think about, like, because uh, Gen Con happened and they had, you know, 200 people playing sealed and just all this stuff. And I just, I started to reminisce on, like, all the uh, the live KeyForge real-life uh, video coverage that we used to be able to watch from Vault Tours. And, mm. and uh, one, I was thinking, I need to go back and watch some of that because I bet it'd be really fun to watch some, like, I'm so used to, like, TCO now that right. even my own games on Wild <laughs> Realm, that's that's all we can get. So that's all I can take. But it did make me think, like, man, I can't wait for the ne- next Keyforge World Championships, and I don't know, maybe they do a uh, some kind of thing where you have to. I I, it, I struggle to think that dark tight a dark tidings archon deck like solo deck could beat another set's archon solo. I could be wrong. Don't get me wrong. Um, but if it was like something where it was like specific to a set and it was another team championship. And you have like the best dark tidings decks thrown against each other thinking about what would that unfathomable suite look like if that's what, if that was the case. And, mm. uh, it just got me really excited. Well, one for just like real life KeyForge content to come back. Um, but uh, but I did start to think about, like, ooh, is the Chosen One part of that deck? Is, yeah. Uh, is, uh, I don't know, how many Storms are, how many
0: Bubbles, how many Twiki Krakens? uh it's, it's probably zero <laughs> probably <laughs> unless it's, it's like a one dead card in the list
1: <laughs> i know it's like it's like uh uh dave cordero's a uh, five eddie deck that has like one dead house in the
0: deck it's world Co- worlds collide brobnar and he just archives it all the entire right. <laughs> entire game uh, that's just those cards if the card is red orange it exists to be targeted by an eddie that <laughs> <Decks> doesn't
1: matter <laughs> uh but uh, yeah, anyways, sorry, I got on a tangent there, but I it just gets me really excited thinking about those kind of questions like, ooh, what is the best Archon Dark Tidings deck out there? Because I honestly don't know.
0: I have not seen a deck
1: that was like, this is the best Dark Tidings solo deck out there.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah, that would be tough to find. I, uh, I bought one on the secondary market that uh, I'm pretty happy with, an Evil Twin deck with uh, Evil Twin Witch of the Dawn and the Evil Twin Sea Urchin. Um, I don't know if it would win. I don't know if it would win an Archon solo, an Archon solo vault tour against uh, the the likes of those people who would show up. But um, uh, it could it could take some punches at least. Because yeah. I I still think after all
1: this time, Dark Tidings. Uh, a part of the reason I I wanted to talk about Unfathomable is it still feels a little bit like a mystery. Like I think a lot mm. of people didn't like Dark Tidings because of the Tide effect and getting changed right. as a negative. It's a feel bad, and so it's not as fun as like mass mutation, where you just get to play stuff and you get a bunch of free things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why I think Winds of Exchange could be great. Um, sorry, this is another tangent. Welcome to the wormhole, but, um, <laughs> but um, it's part of like like I I do think, and I've even heard uh, people who are very involved in like SAS scoring say that like SAS just can't accurately define dark tidings decks because they're so obscure and just some yeah, of these effects kind of are
0: complex. Because by just yeah. by um by the way way Nova and other people do sass is that they, they don't look at three card combos, right? It's it's max like two card synergies and that sort of thing. And a lot of the strength in Dark Tidings um is, you know, is three cards or uh is three cards or more. And just wacky stuff that like it was the newest set that came out in a tumultuous time like there's just not going to be as much play on these cards by, by Nova or anybody else to really try to tune it in. Um, and there's also, you know, if the community's not super active uh, just outside of the, the internet, it's like, well, you can also leave, you can leave on, you know, you can leave dark Tiding sass where it is for, for a bit. And like, nobody's going to come at you like,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. You know, um, we've got it, some time. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But that's why, at least for me, it's like, while Dark Tidings is not one of my favorite sets, I do feel like a little bit more curiosity in trying all my Dark Tidings decks because I cause I look at the SAS scoring, and I'm like, okay, I think this is kinda accurate, but they're all kind of in like the the mid sixties, low seventies, and I'm like, there's gotta be something in here that if I if it came down to it and Ghost Galaxy is like the first big organized play is a giant Dark Tidings Archon solo, you know, tournament you know, series. I'd be like, yeah. Oh crap. Like, what do I play? Like, I couldn't tell you right now. What would I, what I would play. Oh, um, sure. And that excites me. Honestly, that, that, yeah. doesn't scare, that excites me.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, I was literally just looking at my dark tidings decks ex- earlier today with that thought saying, which one of these should I test? So, so good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Tangent. This is going to be the longest episode ever. You're welcome. Um,
0: <laughs> all the listens, all the downloads, <laughs> uh shall we talk about general sherman oh my gosh this card so if the the okay what i'll say about this card is step one uh go look at the art step two if you're not on discord uh you know in most messaging systems you can like react with emojis to messages and most keyforge discords i'm in have a general sherman like react emote which is just like this giant whale mouth <laughs> That's like yelling in excitement or just being totally overly dramatic or or something. But, oh man, this card uh, fires on all levels mechanically and, and, and thematically, I guess it's It's, bonkers. It is so good. It's
1: a 10 power beast. He deals no damage when fighting has a play effect. Purge each other creature. If general Sherman leaves play, return to play each creature purged this way, exhausted under its owner's control ridiculous (laughs) um just wild like just hey here he just eats all your guys and uh good luck getting them back
0: Um, the the funny thing about cards like this and weird purge cards like spangler box is that it says purge each other creature and like unless there's something i've missed in the rules and i'm i'm probably i'm a pretty down on the rules kind of guy like I, i read them but it says purge each other creature and at the table, like you don't want to just go purge all those cards randomly, like under under the Archon cards, like as the standard. Because everybody, and you see this on TCO if you play online, like you take all those creatures and then you just place them under General Sherman because yeah. nothing else, no other way of doing that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, I think uh this is reminding me, I forgot about this until this moment, but uh Mortavas, uh, in his like Gameplay videos, which I miss dearly, by the way. But I, I'm pretty sure he did a series with a deck he had that had two General Shermans in his deck. Oh my god! I, I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure it's more of us. But it, it was just really funny watching him try to figure out like how the heck do I do this? Like, because then it's funny because then you because then you if you have a General Sherman out and then you play a second General Sherman, it's like okay, you purge your other General Sherman and all the interactions there i i'm not the rules guy so don't ask me how that all works it's just it was just really funny to watch them try to figure that out so
0: <laughs> that was uh the yeah the algorithm bro actually broke the first time two general shermans were played onto the board it, it, hey, that's, it wasn't that's how ffg the- lost
1: its the 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 yeah. algorithm it's cuz yeah, there was too sherman. many shermans yeah there <laughs> was well, there was a, there was a 12, 12 general sherman deck that popped out in the, and it just ceased to exist that the, yep. the, the yep. whole the whole Ireland was lost
0: <laughs> yeah but uh, all sorts of shenanigans you can you can do with General Sherman uh just a fascinating fascinating silly card a fascinating silly card that like a lot of unfathomable it's like ah look you've slowed the game way down can you do anything to try to win <laughs> like okay next up we have one of the greatest names in Keyforge by the way. Uh,
1: so Bog's Thingamabob. I love the humor of Key Forge. It's it's what keeps me coming back. Um, but it's a it's an artifact it gives you a pip when you play it. After your opponent forges a key, exhaust each creature they control.
0: With with some great flavor text that says, "Isn't it neat?"
1: Mm. It's just great.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is that is a great early drop. Just getting getting a couple free exhausts on on creatures when uh when they forge a key it won't affect you know some decks and like sometimes people can play around it but that's pretty good value because it's it's just passive it's great yeah it's
1: great um it it's it's no strange gizmo that just blows everything up you know but um (laughs) sometimes you get more advantage like the tom of the glow it's all these exhausted guys now you're like Mm -hmm. well i guess it'd be on their turn so that, that that doesn't actually work unless you storm surged
0: Right, well, yeah, it, just, it, it it punishes them. They, they forge a key, and then all of a sudden, they're uh, they don't have anything. They don't have any creatures. They don't have any creatures that they can use that turn. Yep.
1: Yeah. You know what I love about covering houses like this? I'm looking at like Archon, Arcana. I'm on their Unfathomable page, yeah. And I just noticed a card that I don't think I've ever seen, and I've played a lot of Key Forge. Um, it's a rare called Portalmonger, four power creature. While the tide is high, your opponent's keys cost plus four. Yeah, I've never seen that card.
0: Well, con- congratulations! I know. Now you've seen it. <laughs> I just discovered something. Yeah. Oh wow. That. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that's good. That's good. I'm I'm happy for you. I'm happy for you. I'm a big enough person to say that.
1: <laughs> okay. Last but not least, we've got corrode listed here. Uh, gives you a pip when you play it. Uh, action play. Choose one: destroy an artifact or destroy an upgrade or. Destroy a creature with armor. Oh my why gosh. Why are they picking on Sanctum so
0: much? Three options. Uh, and so I think I, I would have to check with, I would have to check with, this is, I, I did not notice this in this art when uh, we had Steve Hamilton balance sheet on a while back. But in the background, it looks like the art, the landscape is like from Dry the River, a Sanctum artifact and then destroy an upgrade. I bet this guy has shoulder armor on. Oh my gosh. And then destroy a creature with armor, which is like could just be any old Sanctum person, and I wonder if that's a specific Sanctum character. So I'm wondering if that's referencing three Sanctum things, one for each of those options you could pick with Corrode. Oh my gosh. I think you're totally right. Yeah. And I love this card because the other choice cards all have two options. This has three. Most of the other choice cards do not come with an amber pip, but this one is rare and it comes with an amber pip and it comes with three options. So this is, I mean, just, just the sheer fact that you get three options and it's one of the ways you can actually destroy an upgrade. Like I, I think this card is absolutely like just absolutely a tier, absolutely a tier.
1: I love that. I, my mind is blown right now. I'm, I need a minute to take this in like the whole dry, the river uh, corrode. Like that's amazing. That's yeah.
0: Next level. Yeah, between that and Portal Monger, you're you're discovering an awful lot, aren't you?
1: (laughs) I'm wormholing into it, but yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. All right. (laughs) The the last section that we've got uh on on our notes here, uh we called it gumming Up the Works. Um if you've ever listened to Space Cat's Peace Turtles uh Twilight Imperium podcast, shamelessly stole that from them. gumming Up the Works, these are the cards that if I'm putting on my Archon solo cap, I want a deck that's going to win some games, uh, and I pop open, and I pop open these cards, I go, ugh, gosh darn it. What the heck? Mm. Why is my Unfathomable burdened with these cards? Yeah. Uh, but let's see if we can redeem them, or, or not. The, yeah. first one I've, the first one I've got is Syphos it is uh three power beasts it's hazardous four and it says if the tide is high archive syphos so it's just a little critter critter that uh has hazardous four in archives itself
1: yeah tell me how many times that hazardous four has ever made a difference in a game
0: it it i mean the only time the only time a hazardous creature if all the creature has going for it is that it's hazardous the best possible thing to happen to it is that it's your Voltron and it gets hazardous. It's giving the, you know, it's got a Voltron with hazardous four. Yep. Except the thing is, there's a thousand better creatures to build a Voltron out of that have like fighter reap effects that, that actually, you know, actually benefit from a, a Voltron setup. So,
1: yeah, it's like you can throw a bunch of Amber, capture an Amber on this guy, I guess. If it's with Sanctum, that's fine. But I, yeah, I, ah, very just, it was a miss for me. I don't like seeing them. Yeah. Don't like seeing them. Uh, Speaking of not liking seeing them, Spark Fist. Uh, Cool concept.
0: Uh, Cool concept. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So two power Aquan creature has skirmish. At two power is not very exciting, but has a fight effect, stun, and exhaust the creature, Spark Fist, fights. So, Um, you know, you're only doing two damage to them. You are stunning them. You are exhausting them. So uh, you've put this creature out of contention for the next, you know, two turns. I, you know, in theory, uh, you know, when this matters, I guess, which of the eye, you know, any of those creatures that's like, okay, you don't want them to activate, uh, you know, you know, the fight effect, you know, goes through even on like, uh, you know, elusives. So, like a Gamgee, you don't want them to reap and steal. I don't know. It just uh, two power, man. If this was like three power,
0: four power, mm-hmm. maybe. But uh... yeah, and like what I'll say is like stunning and exhausting the the target. Like that's a good effect, but because it's a, I think the fact that it's a creature is what just. Makes it so meh for me because you've got to play it out. You've got to call unfathomable again. It's got to survive any sort of ping damage, right? Uh, or even a creature with any armor is going to have a pretty easy time taking this thing out because it's only two. Um, so it's just yeah, it's it's just too slow for not quite enough oomph. I'd I'd love if Spark Fist was like a an action card, right? Yeah, like a, a pit because you could just play it straight from hand and then you're and then you're good to go. But um, yeah. Now that I say that, I'm sure the uh, no, first time I actually play Keyforge at a big event, I'll I'll lose to a spark fist, I bet. <laughs> That's most Just most
1: promise me you'll record it and post it so I can, you know, retweet <laughs> it and uh and capture it for all my
0: followers. Yeah, you, you have been on Twitter for four years, so I guess I guess you you know <laughs> something about retweeting. Got
1: four years of yeah. experience, let me tell Look
0: you. At you. Look at you.
1: All right, next up we've got the horrid sign um four power
0: with poison. Again, kind of use like a little bit useful in that, like its removal if you want it to be. Um But other than that, it's just it's just not. All it is is for with poison. Like it's just slow. It's slow removal. It's slow removal or a suboptimal uh, a suboptimal Voltron again. You know.
1: Yeah, which you know I I did play a game too. I, I played a game last night where I I kind of Voltron my uh, Lieutenant Kirkar um mm. in Star Alliance, and he's got hazardous 3 yeah um but it was like shoot this guy has 4 power so he could hit get the Hazardous and then get that one little dip of poison mm-hmm. in oh and true. kill my Voltron so i did i had to play around it a little bit and make sure i i had at least one damage on the the sign in but that's all i had to yeah. do get one one damage and i was fine right. but it at least made me pause and i was like
0: Ugh, well, I don't that's want to that's the beauty of keyforge that like even if I want to sit here and call horrid sign in a card that's like not gonna really help you in games, you will end up in games where you have to deal with horrid sign in just simply because of the board state, right? Yes. Like yep. like that's the beauty of Keyforge. So true. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. hmm right.
1: And then finally, I don't know if I agree with this, but um Whoa. but but oh. you know, welcome to the wormhole. Uh you, you put Photic on here. I did
0: um two power creature play capture two while the tide is high photic raider gets plus four power i think photic raider kind of feels like gub to me where it's not terribly hard for your opponent to you know put some damage on there take the tide and then just you know kill them kill them with with dropping the tide uh capture capture two is fine like this this fills the slot of um I'm probably less sad to see photo creator than I am the others. This this fills the slot of like, uh, uh, what was it, Squire uh, Squire Alice? Yeah. Right. It's just the play capture two, and six power while the tide is high. The tide is high is nice, but that can just change so much. And two is just such a low base. Um, and the just the other thing is if you don't have something to do with the captured amber in your other house, like it really needs support to be to be to be useful um so i don't know i don't know sell, sell me on photic raider convert me Convert
1: it's not necessarily a sale necessarily maybe uh <laughs> you know maybe a 20 percent off you know coupon uh <laughs> if the tide if, is high if the tide is high you know <laughs> if you come in this weekend <laughs> uh, no i uh i don't know it, it's not uh it's not monumental i do think his value goes up in, you know, non Dark Tidings versus Dark Tidings play. If you are playing out of set,
0: oh sure, for sure,
1: because uh, then you are looking at a six power creature with two amber on it. Um, which it's like, oh, do you really want to take chains? Like, you know, maybe late in the game you do, and you 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 know you do that. But um, it, it, and so I would say its value is very low in Dark Tidings versus Dark Tidings, but in non set, then I am like, ah, I feel like this thing with a portal is is strong enough a six power creature i feel like five is right that that threshold where like you know it's like oh five is really good six gets really rare um i've got a lot of like disc decks that all the creatures are like five power it's like okay well if you really want to get rid of this guy you gotta work a little harder to get the amber back um Mm, yeah so it's it's at least a little bit of amber control i don't mind to see i'm not i don't get too disappointed seeing
0: up seeing the photic raider yeah Um, yeah, and yeah, cross cross set. That's a good point because even even blowing up a Raider, if you're cross set, is going to cost you three cards, you know, yeah, at a minimum. With taking taking that tide, taking yeah. that tide, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I I definitely I don't have the same emotional reaction when I see like Skyphos or however you say his name, the Hazardous Four guy. I'm like, oh, that seems like a waste. Wasted power I was like ah, I might get me out in a pinch. You know, when you're vying for that third key. You know, right right yeah for sure for sure all right well we we hit we hit quite a few things i okay wait time out i do have to talk about dark discovery oh yeah go for it <laughs> so uh i'm going to rename this the dark wormhole um, oh
0: no so when you, Where do you have a card, card named after your po- <laughs> or i mean your podcast named after a card
1: <laughs> uh, it, you know it's really funny when we did when we did develop the name of wild wormhole we were talking about like podcast I- name ideas uh like we we were pretty much like the first on site i think there was like one other that had come out but then like there were multiple podcasts that came out with like logos card names yeah um and it just like it made us laugh we're like did we only look at logos or like does logos just have the greatest names i don't know but (laughs) it was kind of fun it was like oh we're all logos podcasts i love it
0: oh yeah there was a number yeah library access bdq yeah all Mm -hmm. sorts of things yeah i think there was a there were Maybe it was just maybe it was just those. I don't know.
1: But okay, Dark Discovery is a. Uh, I guess technically it's drawn down. Is that? But anyways, Dark Discovery gives you an armor pip. It says play, uh, name two cards, discard the bottom two cards of your opponent's deck if they are the named cards. Purge Dark Discovery and forge a key at no cost. Woof, Might no be. cost. Um, now you're wondering how the heck do I pull this off? Well, there's two cards it comes with. That special rarity. Um, dive deep, discard the top card of your opponent's deck, put a creature that shares a house with that card on the bottom of its owner's deck, and draw down, which is an action. Look at the top three cards of your opponent's deck, discard one, put one on the bottom of the deck, and put one on top of their deck. So, working together, these cards are very, very powerful. Assuming your opponent has a creature out that matches one of them, uh, one of the cards on top of their deck. But, um, I, for some reason, of all the decks I've opened... I don't have any um any decks with uh, whirlpool but I have 3
0: decks with this combo. Mm. Uh, you know what we call that in the business is uh destiny. That's what we call that.
1: Uh 100% yeah. dark discovery just it just speaks to me. Right. Um, but I I do have one deck that I pulled it in a sealed I pulled it in a sealed tournament. Um and I went 3-0 and in every single game I pulled off dark discovery. Oh my gosh. Um, Do you have archive support or something yes. like that? So it has logos. It has uh it has Eureka, it has Mobius Scroll, it mm. has it has Eddie four by four. Um and uh that might be it. But it it's just enough to be like if I can if I can archive one of those pieces, a lot of times it works out um that I can I can it it's just enough to pull it off. Um and uh i love this combo i really do it's a so the deck i have it's muddy zazis z-a-z-i-c-e it's a Mm. 65 SAS deck but i i'm probably i have probably like a 90 percent win rate with it um because of dark discovery it just pulls it off so consistently wow um that uh it just makes it super fun so i love that combo have to mention it at least briefly um Will the next world championships be won by Dark Discovery? I don't know. But <laughs> I, I, I love to think there's a logo stack that can archive the pieces to pull it off consistently enough that uh, it will happen.
0: Dark, uh, Wild Wormhole might be the rival to Call of Discovery, but Dark Discovery is our evil twin. So <laughs> perhaps, perhaps Dark Discovery is a, a team that will emerge and, uh, and, and take over. They'll be the, the Cobra Kai of the Key Forge world. I'm <laughs> I i yeah I'm okay with that.
1: I'm okay with that. Although you you did mention uh, Ransack earlier, so I have to mention um, uh, I did play a game against Jay Bray last night where I, in my Dark Discovery deck that pulls this off, I did Ransack. I had 18 cards left, and I had two pieces archived of the Unfathomable Combo, and I Ransacked, and the card I discarded from the top of my deck was the dark discovery.
0: Oh man. <laughs> Shadows messing you up right there. I I, I I literally almost conceded on the spot. I was like stupid ransack. <laughs> I hate this.
1: Okay, well, summarizing what unfathomable does, what what does it do?
0: What what does it do? Um Zach, do you want to tell us what it does? Well, <laughs> so uh I'll tell you my my impression of uh playing a decent amount of unfathomable and Really, just looking at the card pool, especially at commons and uncommons, just in, in prep for this. Um, I mean, uh, the diss track, of course. Obviously, this was spontaneous. Um, I I think unfathomable is really good at slowing down your opponent. Like it's great at control in their own way, right? Their own flavor, different from disc. And except for something like Tom Watt. they're not going to be doing much speed. They're not going to be doing much archiving or like they're not going to be doing much stealing, maybe a bit of of Amber control. So they're really good at just like throwing a wrench in the opponent's gears. And then it's like it's up to your other two houses to like actually win the game for you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's kind of like if, if you were just relying on Unfathomable, it's kind of like sitting there in Mario Kart with just like with an infinite number of green shells just, and just sitting at the side of the track, just shooting at all the other racers. It's <laughs> like, yeah, you might be a menace that everybody hates. You're also not going to get across the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's, that's how I see. That's how I see unfathomable. They've got a brilliant set of like disruptive weapons. And like, they're built around that. Um, uh, but that's very specifically their role. So to really have a deck, that's going to like aggressively get towards a, a W you're going to need support from your other houses the mario kart analogy is an
1: apt analogy uh <laughs> because anytime I, i'm teaching a new player that's the analogy i go to is like key forge is the card game version of mario kart oh, like to sure. think of it in terms of this is not a fighting game this is a racing game yeah so instead of you know racing th- three laps you're racing to three keys but you're playing dirty the whole time you're throwing shells and bananas and you're trying to knock the other person off but like the goal is not to like kill the other person you're just trying to beat them slow them down just enough to like so you win um right. and that metaphor always works with new players so you saying that about unfathomable is like <laughs> perfect because awesome. that's exactly what it does it's like key forge is a tempo game and unfathomable is trying to slow them down just enough so that mm-hmm. you can sneak ahead and uh and just cause cause disruption so that your other houses can kind of burst uh burst ahead right. so
0: yeah, that's um, like going back to that story. The where you had the Ronnie, like Jay was at nine. Amber, you had a Ronnie and three hit and runs in your hand. Unfathomable, unfathomable did win the game there, but it won the game by shutting you down by yep. shutting your options off, uh, which happened to be your amber control options at the at the very end. So, yeah, yeah, very very unfathomable, kind of fitting into that into that archetype there. Yep, we hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm I at least personally, um, uh, I think uh it was
1: Darkwater on uh Twitter. Darkwater um Darkwater Doug. Yes, Darkwater Doug. So he's the one who kind of got me thinking because um uh he kind of jumped back into Keyforge, said, I, I'm jumping back in after this hiatus, and I really want to dig into my unfathomable decks and find one I like. And his conclusion at the end of it was like, I just don't really like unfathomable mm. and I want to play decks I love, which is totally fair in Keyforge. Like that's a very real thing. But it yeah. did kind of get me asking the same question. I was like, "What are my unfathomable decks that I really love, and why do I love them?" And and like I mentioned, the Dark Discovery deck, I really do love that deck. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, but it, it makes me want to dig into the house a little bit more and feel like there's got to be a combination out there with some bursty houses around it that can push it across the finish line. Um, so if if Keyforge World Championships next year is uh, Dark Tidings versus Dark
0: Tidings, I'm I'm prepared. <laughs> Excellent. As long as it has a wild wormhole in the deck. Oh yeah, obviously, obviously the the quick way to victory, yeah, yep. the quick way to victory yep. or stealing podcasts <laughs> for an episode. <laughs> um. Well, that's all I have, Zach. That's it. That's my whole that's my whole podcast hosting experience. Yeah, yeah. That's uh. Yeah, that was all my thoughts on Unfathomable that I had gathered specifically for the diss track. I was gonna um. Uh, I was gonna make a diss track about Syphus, but it was gonna be an obvious metaphor for uh, the Wild Wormhole podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, see, I, I'm like, are you is it, are you dissing me, or are you doing a diss track saying, "Oh, this says, hey, screw you, unfathomable, you're not better than me," you know? Which, <laughs> which, I don't know which one it is.
0: So maybe maybe uh, the Keyforge version of a diss track is a Brabnar track where it's <laughs> you make a battle song challenging your opponent. Yeah,
1: I can see drummer not sitting there like drumming away.
0: I I see it. The lasting effect created by that card said you were a host until the end of the next episode. Uh, can I do? Uh, can I do the the outro? To uh, the I'll allow it just this one uh, time. Okay, that's very yep. kind of you. That's very kind of you. So, um, uh, if you're enjoying Wild Worm Home, please <laughs> uh, ask YouTube to bring back the dislike button so that you can go dislike all of their videos on YouTube and where can they find that? So they can make sure to do that once the dislike button comes back.
1: Um, yeah. Uh, y- you're going to want to go to, uh, my uh, dot com and, uh, ultra vista. Um, and no, I'm kidding. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, main places, uh, wild wormhole on anywhere you listen to podcasts and, uh, Twitter wild wormhole and YouTube wild wormhole. were on there been posting some gameplay videos um I posted my face recently um not sure if I'll ever do it again, but we'll we'll see uh but it's a lot of fun. come on out and join
0: the fun, yep, yep and uh, any of those mediums that does not have a dislike button, use your free time, ask them to get one so that you can <laughs> downvote all that wild wormhole content. Uh, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe so that you are fully engaged and ready to uh, to to download it as much as possible. Uh, but if you're new to Keyforge, uh, we have been spending all of our time reading these cards off of Archon Arcana, and they have a new player guide. So if you're new to Keyforge, definitely go there. If you know people who are new to Keyforge, uh, make sure you familiarize yourself with that new player guide so that you can toss that out to people who are starting on their journey into this wonderful game. That is unfortunately plagued by people like uh, the wild wormhole. Uh, and yeah, let us uh, you can interact with us on Twitter. Not too active on the other social medias at the moment. You can also email uh, Call of Discovery, at least at podcast at call of dot com. Look at us all fancy. Call of discovery dot com. That's so fun. Uh, but most importantly, if you think a friend would enjoy pain, like physical hurt, uh, please tell them about the wild wormhole. <laughs> and with that. Please Have do. you jumped through the wormhole? <laughs>